It could get confusing if you become sick this fall or winter with symptoms of flu, common cold, and COVID-19 being so similar. So is there a way to tell them apart? I'm Gina DiPietro with Healthy Headlines. In this podcast, Dr. Corinne Shukla at Novant Health Randolph Family Medicine breaks down everything we need to know about the upcoming flu season. Stick around to hear when and why he tells his patients to get the flu shot and why he even views it as a civic duty. Thanks for listening. I know that COVID-19 and the flu and the common cold are all respiratory illnesses, but they are caused by different viruses. So as we get into flu season, I'm curious how folks can tell the difference between those three things. With both the COVID-19 infection and flu illness, both can have a varying degree of signs and symptoms, many of which overlap. And with both illnesses, it can range from completely asymptomatic infection, no symptoms, to severe symptoms with uh, multi-organ failure and even death as complications. Both illnesses can cause your typical symptoms of fever or feeling feverish, having chills, experiencing fatigue or headache, shortness of breath, cough, sore throat, runny nose, Uh, Both illnesses can cause vomiting and diarrhea, you know, difference being that COVID-19 is uh, more likely to cause a loss of taste or smell. Really, the only way to differentiate diagnosis between the two infections is uh, to do testing, making sure that you know exactly what is causing your illness is very important to limit the transmission and spread of these illnesses to help our public health system uh, identify and do contact tracing so that we can uh, not have outbreaks while we move into phase three of uh, reopening of our restaurants and businesses and gyms. How will someone know if they should get tested for the flu or if they should get tested for COVID-19? So I think in in each individual uh, clinic and each emergency room or hospital setting, I think the, the ability to surveil the populations of people coming in with those type of symptoms um, is important. And we, uh, as a healthcare uh, team, are in communication, even with different healthcare systems within the community, to help us identify when we start picking up uh, a diagnosis of the flu and or um, how what the rates are of COVID-19 in terms of the percent positives that uh, we're um, getting from the testing that we're doing. So having an active surveillance system is really important to have in place in each hospital system, in each uh, office clinic, so that we are able to start identifying, hey, this is what we're beginning to diagnose. You know, at the beginning of this pandemic, um, we were at the tail end of the flu season from last year. and We were getting people who would diagnose with both um, the flu and COVID-19. And um, throughout the summer, we've uh, been diagnosing people with strep throat and COVID-19. So you can get dual infections. uh, And that can be quite a challenge to to manage as well because you are having to combat two different illnesses at the same time. And that really puts a strain on your own body's defenses. So um, each office clinic, each uh, emergency room or hospital system has in place the ability to do 
rapid flu testing. In certain cases, we can even do rapid COVID testing. Um, in emergency rooms, they have specific tests for a panel of viruses to identify exactly which virus is causing that common cold if both flu is negative and COVID is negative. So we have the ability to surveil for these illnesses. Um, and so doing testing, doing routine testing is the best way to identify really what's, what's circulating in your community. I strongly recommend to all my patients, young and old, healthy and those with multiple comorbid medical conditions to get the flu shot every year. And this year is even more important because that's the only real tool that we have to prevent illness. And prevention of illness is our best bet in terms of keeping our community healthy. So yes, I, I strongly recommend getting the flu shot um, as, as a kind of a civic duty almost. And um, even if people have not been typically receiving their flu shots, this year more than ever, it's, it's that much more important to help preserve uh, healthcare resources that could otherwise be used for people who are sick and ill with COVID-19 or any other illness. What time of year is it best to get that flu shot? That's a good question. In general, uh, the flu virus starts uh, circulating in the population in mid to late fall. And uh, in general, uh, September, October are really uh, the times of the year in the fall that you want to get that flu vaccine because it can take up to upwards of two weeks uh, for your body to develop an immune response that can prevent the flu illness. And so you want to get that flu shot before the flu virus starts circulating in the community so that you have protection against it. Are there any indications this year if the flu season will be um, maybe more tough or less tough than in years past? Is that hard to say? It's, it's really hard to say. And I, I am going to, you know, preface that by saying this year, I think the public and the, uh, uh, the general public is much more aware of and taking proactive measures to prevent illness with social and physical distancing, with using masks, with being attentive to hand hygiene, with screening with temperatures and symptom questionnaires at the workplace or at their schools or at any other uh, facility that they go to um, that has these types of um, uh, safety measures and precautions in place. So in that sense, you know, we may not see as much of uh, flu um, transmission through the community this year. But at the same time, we are transitioning from a phase two to a phase three reopening. And so we're certainly going to see people um, maybe get less uh, strict with those precautions, um, or maybe they may get complacent with uh, the use of masks, the use of hand hygiene, uh, they will be uh, getting back to work and going back to school and going back to the gym. So it's, re it's really tough to say at this point. Usually, um, you know, we start seeing flu circulate through the community in around late October. And so, uh, you know, as healthcare providers, we're all pretty anxious at 
what the next few months hold in terms of uh, having a flu season during uh, a pandemic. And some of those small things that you mentioned, wearing the mask, maintaining social, social distance and washing your hands thoroughly, frequently, people can make small changes in their lifestyle to try to combat perhaps all three, COVID, flu, and cold. Yes, um, and so all, all of these uh, illnesses are spread through respiratory droplets like, like we've established. Um, close contact as well, whether it's handshaking or speaking in close proximity without the use of a mask. So all of these measures that we've been uh, stressing for the general public to take uh, into, um, you know, uh, into uh, action are really the only ways that we have to prevent the colds and the COVID infections. With the flu infection, we have the vaccine. And so that's what differentiates our ability to combat the flu versus our ability to combat normal uh, colds and um, COVID-19. What are you hearing from patients? Are people kind of nervous going into flu season and seeing what might happen? Have people been asking you questions or bringing this um, to your attention? Yes, I mean, it, uh, on a daily basis, um, especially uh, in the past few weeks, I'm uh, having the conversation about uh, when it would be most appropriate to get the flu shot. If they get it early in the season, would they need a booster shot in the, in the spring? Um, obviously, the main concern is uh, coming down with COVID-19 and suffering severe complications from that illness because I think that's at the forefront of everyone's um, kind of conscious about what can go wrong. But whether it's a common cold or COVID-19 or even the flu, all three types of uh, illnesses can cause severe complications and uh, result in long-lasting consequences. And so I think that you know people's fears are justified about COVID-19, um, but we, we can't let our guards down or can't have blinders on about just focusing on that illness. And as healthcare providers, it's our job to stress the importance of not only flu vaccine, but getting your routine vaccines for other illnesses. So I'm commonly trying to encourage my patients who are at increased risk of um, medical complications from any illness, whether it's uh, um, if they have an underlying uh, respiratory uh, condition like asthma or COPD, or a metabolic condition like diabetes or cardiovascular disease like hypertension. Hey, if you need a, a vaccination against a, a pneumococcal, get your pneumococcal vaccination when it's recommended. If it's flu season coming around, please get your flu, flu vaccinations. And certainly um, as we move into uh, 2021, um, we are having more and more discussion about what it's going to look like about when when a COVID vaccine comes out. And, you know, the truth is we don't we don't really know. There has been no vaccine that's been approved yet. And um, in the next coming months, we hope to have a vaccine that is approved for use. And um, and then we'll be able to look at the, the data from the trials and judge whether it's safe and whether it's uh, appropriate to provide to um, specific populations and how many doses will be required and when it will be available for the general public. So um, 
yeah, th these are very frequent com conversations I have with my patients, even when the visit is not intended for that type of discussion. That's what's on the forefront of people's uh, thought processes about how we're going to get through this pandemic and how we're going to get out on the other side. Is there any sort of mindset or piece of advice that you'd offer to kind of lower those anxieties about these types of things? I always stress the importance of uh, taking care of yourself about um, making sure that you're staying active, staying um, well rested, eating routinely, not skipping uh, meals, staying well hydrated, managing your stress through healthy coping mechanisms. You know, those are the basics or the foundational elements of staying healthy as individuals. Um, when you have high stress levels, your immune system comes down. Um, or when you're not getting restorative sleep, again, you're not having a healthy immune system. Similar if you're skipping meals or not staying hydrated or um, not managing stress appropriately. So, you know, taking a foundational approach to your health and well-being is very important. Gina DiPietro here. By the way, pneumococcal is the medical term for pneumonia, and doctors recommend it for children younger than two years old and for adults 65 and older. As far as the flu vaccine, Dr. Shukla reminds us that it needs to be administered on a yearly basis. Not only does the immunity the vaccine provides decrease over time, the flu changes year to year. For more practical health tips and information, search Novant Health Healthy Headlines. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts. Thanks for listening.